Welcome to the CE Pro Podcast. I'm Executive Editor Arlen Schweiger. Has your company seen the light yet on selling lighting fixtures? It's one of the hottest categories out there, so CE Pro rounded up a trio of integrators who have had great success designing and selling full-blown lighting systems. Here are best practices and tips for expanding your lighting services from Richard Milson of Milson Technologies, George Harrison of Harrison Home Systems, and Ken Bosley of World Premier, as well as Mike Libman of DMF Lighting in this week's episode. As always, be sure to subscribe to CE Pro's YouTube channel and hit that like button on our videos, or subscribe to the CE Pro podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Hey, it's Arlen Schweiger with CE Pro. We're here with a great roundtable today to talk about how integrators can profit by selling more lighting. We're joined by Mike Libman, Libman, National Sales Director for DMF Lighting, George Harrison of 2021 CTA Integrator of the Year, Harrison Home Systems in Colorado, Richard Milson of Vancouver-based Milson, Milson Technologies, and Ken Bosley of World Premier in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, around the Harrisburg area. So thanks, everyone, first off, for being on the podcast with me today. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. So just to start, um, Mike, let's start with you on the manufacturer side from a lighting manufacturer. Uh, what can you tell us about DMF lighting, where you guys are based, uh, what some of your solutions are? I know we're going to get into detail later about some of the specific products, uh, how you fit into the market and um, some of the things that you guys do for dealers. Absolutely. So uh, DMF has been around for 30 years, um, family owned company. And uh, we've operated through the traditional channels for, for 30 years, um, but we really saw a huge opportunity uh, around five years ago. We were one of the first fixture manufacturers to start working with integrators directly, and uh, we built a team around it. And that's really based on the fact that, uh, A, uh, there's, there's demand for quality lighting and lighting has become technology with LED coming about. But B, we think that integrators have a unique value proposition in, in that they can enter a home and say, I can do a full-blown lighting solution end-to-end. -end, uh, and, and we wanna be a part of that. So um, when you can go in and say, I can do controls, uh, window treatments, uh, fixtures, and have a design element, that's a very compelling reason um, for a builder or a homeowner to wanna partner with integrators. Uh, and, and so, uh, where, where we fit into that overall mix, we're, we're really a, a high-end architectural downlight. Um, we're, we're known for modularity. We've won a number of awards for our product, and it's very straightforward and very approachable. Um, but we also hang our hat on our engineering and in solving some of the issues that many integrators have felt around controls compatibility um, and making sure that our dimming performance is in line with the expectations of the types of projects that uh, our partners work with. Um, so we're, we're very happy to be partnered with, uh, with the industry. Um, we've had a lot of success. It's the fastest growing segment of our overall business as a company. Great. And Mike, are these all residential solutions? Are they residential, commercial, resi-mercial? Are they, uh, what about interior versus exterior or both? Yeah. So our core competency is downlighting. Um, we have some other categories that we, we address, uh, but they're absolutely applicable to luxury residential, uh, applicable to MDUs. We do a lot of hotel work, uh, but we've got different solutions depending on the use case. Uh, but our, our design philosophy is how can we address more with less SKUs? 
So as integrators decide to enter the fixture business, that's helpful because uh, you know we're no notorious as fixture manufacturers to have an encyclopedia uh, to navigate the line, but um, ours is very approachable. We can use certain components in multiple different areas. That also helps us with our supply chain. So you know everyone's kind of feeling some pain around the supply chain. When we use certain pieces in multiple different applications, that allows us to, to strengthen our supply chain and, and we're well above the industry as a whole as far as deliverables uh, on getting product on, on job sites. Sure, that's great to hear these days, absolutely. Uh, and in terms of what, what you said about the, the lighting market within the custom integration industry, absolutely echoing everything we hear at CE Pro in terms of all of our research has certainly been among the hottest categories within within the last uh, three to four years, especially as uh, the association, as CD of the association has gotten behind it, the buying groups have gotten behind it. Uh, certainly we are hearing all about that. And you mentioned custom uh, home builders, MDU market. We've, we've got the uh, range of that covered from the panelists. So let's, uh, in terms of the integrator success and how they got into the market, uh, you know, we're grateful to have, you know, three really impressive dealers with us on this podcast. George, let's start with you. Um, and, and especially from a, from a CE Pro standpoint, you know, you won, uh, you had a project, uh, I believe it's called East Meets West out there in the Denver area that really relied a lot about lighting, lighting control, shades, um, just everything having to do with light on this beautiful project that was a big award winner uh, with the CE Pro Home of the Year Awards last year. George, tell us how you guys got into lighting and how, um, how selling lighting has impacted your revenues. So I think the, the biggest catalyst for our company was really our affiliation with HTSA. I think that they've done you know, a lot of hard work trying to kind of pioneer and establish those relationships you know, in an industry that wasn't traditionally, you know, focused around the, the integrator. So I have to first and foremost, you know, thank those guys and all the hard work they're doing, especially Tom Doherty and, and how long he's been working. And so I think he's kind of brought that awareness to our group. I think HDSA has really done a great job, you know, kind of staying ahead of the curve. And so it's probably been about three years where we've really started to focus in the last two years in particular you know, Lutron also played a role in that and some of the stuff that they were doing, obviously, in the, the dimming systems that we're selling. But, you know, HTSA's education and their and their awareness of it all has really kind of helped us. And in the last 18 months, it's been a significant uh, part of our revenue. So we have put, we've specified, you know, uh, probably 100,000 square feet of new home that, you know, we're putting fixtures into. So it's really it's been an exponential growth curve for us and it's been very impactful and it's a significant increase in our revenue as well. So um, it's been great so far. It really has been. Now you said new home in terms of these are all new construction projects or can you, or have you done a lot of retrofit uh, with the fixtures as well? Not so much retrofit, um, all pretty much new construction so mm -hmm. far. I'd be curious okay. if others have done much retrofit on their side. Sure. Well, let's move move along to uh, to Richard. Uh, and speaking of uh, HTSA, uh, I remember seeing Richard talk about amenities for you know selling the luxury MDU market, and you've had tremendous success in that market. Uh, Richard, how did your company get into lighting? And we can talk, and you can talk about both the MDU and on the luxury uh, custom home building side as well. But uh, tell us a bit about what 
what ways lighting has impacted your company's business? Sure. Um, well, I guess I would start by echoing what George said about HTSA. So, you know, we've been doing uh, lighting control systems. I think I was at the second Homeworks training ever in Virginia. So I don't know, it was 25 years ago or whatever it is. I can't even remember, but uh, we've been doing lighting control for a very long time. And as every integrator who does lighting control can tell you, part of the pain associated with that has always been other people specifying the fixtures. So especially, uh, and, and actually to be more clear about that, since LED has come along, uh, it, when, when everything was incandescent or halogen, great, you pick a dimmer, it goes up, it goes down, everything works great. Uh, when LED came along, everything changed. And of course, there was a lack of knowledge in the industry among specifiers, architects, builders, everybody. It was literally the Wild West <clears throat> with drivers and all the rest of it. It's popcorning, it won't turn on, that one turns on, but that one doesn't. What's going on here? And of course, what happened was, well, it's the control system fault, meaning it's the integrator's fault. So when we saw the opportunity uh, to sort of solve that pain, uh, Tom Doherty and his leadership at HTSA basically recognized this opportunity. He was doing it himself. Uh, specifying lighting and learning uh, all about it and connecting with manufacturers. And I will give Tom full credit because he really kind of, uh, some would say barged open the door, I will say gently open the door uh, to essentially disrupt long-standing practice where most lighting manufacturers went directly through agencies. And that was fine, but Tom really got their attention and said, look, we are meeting with the homeowner first. We are talking about technology. We already sell the control system. So why shouldn't we, as a group, start selling fixtures? And so will you, as manufacturers, partner with us and help us and help educate us, et cetera? So he created that. HTSA was really the leadership around that. And uh, we got exposed to it through that. And it was a no-brainer for us. We said, we've been living all this pain. And I'm sure uh, George and Ken can actually say the same thing. Like, we have these issues and we can solve them by knowing the driver, the, spic uh, the, the fixture specification, we know what to specify where. So let's go learn about lighting control, et cetera. So that's really how we got into the fixture side of it. Mm -hmm. uh, with regard to the MDU thing uh, and specifically with DMF, I mean, one of the most attractive things about their product is their extremely small, you know, can and fixture, the one frame and, and square frame and that sort of thing. In an MBU space, you have extremely limited ceiling height, uh, a depth rather. And that's simply because they have a certain envelope, they can build a tower, they need to get as many floors as they can within that space. And if they make the ceilings too tall, they get way less real estate in terms of units to sell. So they typically do concrete sprayed ceilings, but when there is a drop, there's not a very lot of, there's not a large amount of space. So DMF offers the poured in cans, they offer a low form, low profile can that we can get in the ceiling and they're extremely small, so they're easy to place. And I would say from an architectural standpoint, that's one of the highlights for us about their product is, you know, if the can above the ceiling is 13 by eight by whatever, you can't necessarily line them up the way you want to with regard to the ceiling details, the artwork, et cetera, coffers, that sort of thing. And that's one of the things about DMF allowed to do that. So- um, Are there certain standards, Richard, that, you, that are different for uh, plugging in fixtures into a, a, an MDU space that you oh, have absolutely. to- yeah, uh, yeah. The, the number one thing typically is fire rating and, and often noise rating, depending how they construct the spaces with what they call the party walls or the separation walls between the units. And that these things are individually contained, essentially. So having something that's already fire rated, already sound rated, it's a small form factor that works very well in an MBU environment because they have a lot of things going through that ceiling, sprinklers being one of the main ones. 
HVAC ducting, you know, the speakers, there's all kinds of things going on. So the smaller your lighting fixture, the better. So in any ways, that's how we really got into it. And um, it's been fantastic for the business. Uh, we're, we're actually seeing it slowly take off. I will say that uh, your ability to demonstrate it and show it is, is a big deal around that. And uh, DMF has great products to help us do that, or great, you know, dealer support type items. Great. Yeah. And we'll get more into, into detail about those kinds of things. Ken, how about you in terms of um, what the climate uh, for selling lighting is like in, uh, in Pennsylvania and what sort of applications and successes you've had with it? Um, yeah, the, the, I think the climate has been fantastic. We, we kind of stumbled in by accident, I think, much like the, uh, the other gentleman said, where we've done lighting control for, for decades. And uh, slowly, as we started offering fixtures, uh, we found that it was just a natural progression from the, the, the selling of control. And also, the control always falls, you know, regardless of who makes it or how well it operates, it's always on us to, to, to resolve problems that the, uh, that the manufacturers of, of the fixtures or, or bulbs make. So, um, so we, we kind of stumbled into it. We, um, and uh, I, we've probably been doing lighting now for about five years, and uh, um, we, we don't lead with it, but it's made a prof profound impact on our business in just about every way. And in some cases, just um, you know, it becomes a much, much larger part of the, uh, of the uh, uh, revenue for our job uh, over the audio video and, and sentiment and control and things of that sort. So, um, but overall, we're, we have a, we, we generally work with the, the homeowners directly and uh, everyone's been receptive and we've, we've just done very well with it. Um, but we, when our, most of our experience, and I have this conversation with manufacturers and with the, the, the gentleman at DMF, What's interesting to us is a lot of times we're going to a meeting and we feel like we're the new guys on the block and we, we probably know the least about lighting. But as we start to talk, the electrician smiles and steps back and the contractor smiles and the architect often and the interior designer, and they kind of give us the floor. And, and even though uh, compared to other things we do, we don't feel like experts. They just don't want to, they, they don't want to get into it. The electricians that have been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years, they, they, they're happy doing things the way they've always done. They're not quick to change. They, they, and uh, uh, they're not really into the technology end of it. So, and it's surprising to me because of, of how much the volume of, of this, you know, ultimately adds up to, but in many cases, they just, they bow out and say, you know, have at it, it's yours. And um, I don't know if the other gentlemen have had that experience, but it's dumbfounding, but, but we certainly have had that experience um, up to this point. So I want to ask you in terms of manufacturer support, uh, obviously there are, are, you know, certainly a number of, of companies in this category. Um, for this round table, we're, you know, we're thankful to have DMF here. Um, from, from the integrator standpoint, and we talked about this, and Richard, you started talking a bit about the design, design services and things like that. Um, with this category where a lot of education is needed, training, um, what is it that you guys look for in a manufacturer partner in terms of those? And then, Mike, maybe we'll, we can turn to you and you can talk a little bit about what some of those things DMF is offering in terms of um, training, education. I don't know if, they, if you are helping them getting into like lighting certification or things like that. But, uh, George, let's, let's go back to you in terms of um, just having a manufacturer partner help you with a potentially tricky category like this? Uh, what, are, what are some of those characteristics um, that has helped you know, connect you? 
There's a few. Um, DMF's done a great job. I think um, innovation is a prerequisite, and I think that they're doing a great job. Um, but really, acknowledge, acknowledgement of our unique challenges, which we do have during you know during this disruptive phase. We are definitely in a in a phase where we're moving you know people's priorities, and we're entering you know we're upsetting the apple cart, if you will, and to navigate that takes a little bit of a delicate dance. It takes support. Um, Mike can speak to that. We've had some uh, project discussions where we brought him in to kind of explain the reason why we're here, you know, from a, from a position of quality control and having a seat at the table during the specification process. It's, it's just really, uh, it's a painful process to, to fix the problems after the fact. And I think that having a manufacturer partner that understands that dynamic and can partner with you during those difficult discussions is really important. And DMF's done a great job. How about you, Richard, in terms of uh, some of those features, some of that, that support and does uh, a company like DMF, do they need to be there for you um, before you get to the table, helping you prepare that whole specification? So uh, first of all, I support everything George has said. I mean, those are all very good points. Uh, from a straight sort of logistics mechanical side of things, um, for dealers that haven't seen it or haven't been involved in it, you know, the part number on a ceiling fixture can be, you know, 32 characters long. Uh, you know, when you order a speaker, it's the six inch or the eight inch or whatever, right? So when you have adjustable wall wash and the beam angle, how many lumens, you know, 90 plus CRI, et cetera, there's a number of things that are all essentially brand new to most integrators in terms of learning that. And so what I find is uh, just from a straight support standpoint, the way that the, the manufacturer supports the dealer in learning about that, helping them do that, having a, a dealer portal, for instance, or a cut sheet even that's a smart PDF that fills out. When you select your things, it's filling out the part number. And that's really important. When you're ordering two, 300 fixtures and you get one of those characters wrong and everything shows up with a light bronze trim instead of a white trim, that's a very big problem, okay? Because yeah. it's at the end of the job when people are about to move in. So you really need to get those part numbers right. I know that's like, you know, potentially people are thinking that's kind of a small thing. It's not a small thing. So learning about that is very good. DMF has all kinds of great videos. Um, they're, they're sort of dedication, understanding of our space and what we deal with. And the fact that this is new to us. And so being there to support us and help us, they've done a great job on that. And I think that's really, a, um, if any manufacturer is going to get in this space and partner with integrators, they need to understand these guys have not, there's another aspect to that, which is if you look at it historically, the manufacturer sells, not sells to, or they sell through the agency and the agency supports the end user and helps them figure out part numbers and figure out bombs for the project and all that kind of stuff. We're not really going through an agency. We're going directly to the manufacturer. So they and their ability to support us in that is really important. And, and BMF done a great job. Right. And as you, as you said, and as I can attest to, you know, plugging in some you know, product posts on to, on to CEPro.com, seeing those SKUs. Uh, I don't think at the end of a project, you want to be saying, yeah, we have to go and reorder the entire stock because, you know, one character changed and, and you don't have the right finish for it and all that. I, I can imagine that's not a conversation you want to have with a, a client. Uh, Ken, how about you in terms of um, some of those attributes that you're looking for, uh, especially when entering a, a new, you know, relatively new category like this? I think primarily, first and foremost, it has to have the potential for, you know, attainable profits. 
um, just first and foremost. And the lighting cat category certainly uh, seems to do that overall. And DMF has been been great about that. But I and I believe is is. As George had said, I, I believe earlier, uh, is the fact that um, just understanding the uh, the CI channel and all the inherent strengths and weaknesses of, of us playing in that channel, um, it, because it is different. Um, but but ultimately, there there's a relationship both uh, long term with the manufacturers uh, from strategizing. Uh, uh, as a dealer in the beginning and getting up to speed and, you know, I would have to learn on the front end, but slowly learning it, you know, over the long haul. And, uh, and again, DMF has done a great job of holding our hand throughout that whole process from training to specifying to, to, uh, you know, just, just wrapping jobs up with, you know, focusing and, uh, uh and things like that with the fixtures when they're completed. Um, so, um, but all that's very, very important. And we have worked with, with with some manufacturers that they offer bits and parts, but they don't offer the whole uh, solution from start to finish. And sometimes it feels like you're on an island. You got so far and all of a sudden you look around and the guys that were with you earlier are no longer standing around. And and uh, it's it, it, I see you shaking your head. You know what I'm talking about. But, uh, but it is very important um, because for a long-term relationship, you have to sell the jobs, install the jobs and support the jobs and close them out. And... Uh, uh, you know, smart manufacturers get that and it, and, and it is important. And Mike, how about you? Just, uh, uh, you know, this is a category that seems like, uh, especially for all the amount of, of new dealers that are getting into it, that there is going to be a lot of handholding involved. Um, a lot of, you know, best practices that you guys have to be on top of to help, to help them sell. Um, so in terms of some of those things that were just mentioned, and then what are some of the things that you guys really, you know, prioritize, um, you know, to make sure that the dealers are armed with, you know, the most that they have to maximize uh, this category's potential, you know, and profitability. Yeah, so there's a couple things. Um, you know, the, the first piece is our engineers and, and on the front end is our engineering team designed the product to be approachable. Um, even if you do your planning and you get all your part codes perfectly, Things change from rough to finish on jobs. We've all experienced it. So having a, a project or having a product that you don't need to cut drywall to uh, make a change, um, that's been a benefit as well. So being able to easily swap out modules, um, being able to easily swap out trims, there's there's benefit to that. Um, and that, you know, and when you get into a new category, you don't want to be the guy that says, hey, sorry, uh, Mr. Homeowner or Builder, but we're going to we're gonna to need to cut the ceiling open. So um, that alone has, has helped out a lot. Um, and because we design everything from scratch, a lot of fixture manufacturers kind of source different components from different suppliers and put them together, but we're doing our own optical design. Uh, we're designing our own drivers, um, all of our mechanical design. So just the nature of how we built the product, we very much thought about how can we make this approachable based on uh, specification, what you're gonna see in the field, how are you going to procure it? And so those all factor into our design. Um, beyond that, uh, we do have the benefit of A, being one of the first fixture manufacturers into the space. Um, so Tom Doherty was absolutely a catalyst for pulling us in and kind of explaining to us why we need to do it. Um, we've also partnered with ProSource and, and they've invested heavily in uh, being able to teach uh, their dealer base um, by partnering with David Werfel and Light Can Help You. Um, and, uh, and so we've, we've 
been very fortunate to have other people kind of championing uh, the category. But even internally, we've built a team that has a really strong uh, CDA background. So um, my boss, Andy Wakefield, uh, was uh, in the space for 15 years. Um, our head of engineering, Rushi Kumar, spent uh, nine years at Lutron, 12 years at Crestron, um, working on, on residential uh, applications. So uh, Lanny Godfrey came from ProSource. Uh, Chris Carboni came from a, a CI rep in the, in the Rockies. Um, so we, we've, we've invested in putting together a team that not only understands lighting, but understands the business. And, uh, you know, beyond that, we've got great training staff. I, I know everyone's webinar out, but um, we did build a studio in our uh, headquarters to be able to talk through not just lighting, but uh, how do we understand the commercial channel and the traditional influencers that, that affect a fixture getting on a job? I think that's important to understand um, when you're kind of navigating uh, a new category. So um, that's, that's kind of a long, <laughs> long way to explain it. But, um, but even beyond that, you know, Milson uh, talked about uh, our portal. So we do have a configurator where you can click through and manage your projects directly from there. Um, but we're, we're trying to do our best about listening to the market. So uh, we're very fortunate to partner with great integrators, great buying groups um, that are able to help coach us and, and prioritizing our projects internally to be able to help out. Mike, for those uh, for the buying groups when you and in and Cedia, for when you guys hold um, hold education trainings, is that something where uh, you'll be you're you'll be collaborating and you'll have, be holding things at those events? Obviously, if we're you know, let's just say that going back to in person, um, that it's going to look like that. And is that how you've gotten integrators up to speed on the education aspect? Absolutely. And we incentivize education as well. Um, right now we have something going on where for any time you attend a webinar, you get entered into a raffle and we're pulling a winner every month. And what that does is we'll pay for you to come out to our headquarters in Los Angeles. Uh, we'll show you the facility, um, put you up in uh, Redondo Beach at the beach, have a good time. And then, uh, icing on the cake, we're going to the Porsche Experience Center, which is near our office and racing Porsches. So you know, and we you, and you want an editor to cover that, correct? Exactly. exactly. Get the experience. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, but, but those are the types of things, um, you know, we gave away showrooms with DMF material uh, at CDL last year for attending virtually. Um, for in-person, you know, we're vaccinated. We're eager like everyone to get back in and see our friends and, and uh, you know, get, get back to some sense of normalcy. So uh, we will be at CDL. We will be offering training events. I know there's some different discussions around speeches there. Uh, we're interested in participating in local events. Uh, we do CEU courses for uh, architectural partners. So if you guys are working with architects, uh, we're happy to you know, put on types of events, co-brand them so we can uh, address the local spec community and why they should be working with integrators. Um, so there's a, a lot of different initiatives from that perspective. And uh, I'm very proud to say that DMF has, has supported you know, our team in being willing to invest in those types of initiatives. Yeah, that sounds like a ton of, uh, of great ways to connect um, moving forward. I, I did want to get in, into more about the sales challenges and, and sales opportunities and sales techniques with when it comes to lighting fixtures. Uh, just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, Mike, uh, George, um, going back to you, is it, uh, how, do you, how do you guys talk about uh, the technology with customers? How do you show the technology? 
And are you, are you, I know you deal a lot with uh, architects and designers. Are you mostly showing it to these specifiers or are you showing it directly to the clients? Well, in our world, it's really situational. We have, a, I think, a somewhat unique uh, dynamic here in our region in that we have a, a, a high density of lighting designers. Uh, CU Boulder has an architectural lighting program that kind of churns them out. So we have a lot of them here. And when I talk to my fellow business owners around the country, some are like, I've only met one lighting designer in my life. We've probably got, you know, 10 really good ones. And so that's one thing we have to consider. We also have a couple of good electricians that work in the, in the big neighborhoods we work in that, um, you know, they're also selling control systems as well, lighting control systems. So mm -hmm. for us, it's a varied mixed bag. And we really have to be cognizant of the variables in our equation. Every, every situation is different. We have to be a little more delicate and cognizant of who the stakeholders are per project. And it's a different, it's, you know, it can be a different approach each time. Um, I think when there's not a lighting designer on the project, it's a, you know, a conversation with the electrician to see what their, you know, their position is. Some are more sophisticated than others. And so you kind of have to feel it out to see when it's appropriate to bring it up because we are still in this disruptive phase. So you have to kind of pay attention to the details, read the tea leaves and make sure you understand what's appropriate in each situation. Um, and so that's probably not the answer you're looking for, but I think, I think you just have to kind of read what the situation is, but understand the rules, the kind of the ground rules per project and bring it up when you can. But really at the end of the day, it's about having a seat at the table and quality control. And that is a justified, legitimate reason for us to be here. And so I feel good about bringing it up. And that usually makes everyone happy. They understand the why. So, Right. And uh, getting back to the point about electricians, I was going to ask the, the, uh, you guys all about that uh, in terms of which ways you've addressed that. Uh, so from from your standpoint, it's mostly about relationships. You guys don't do in-house electrical. It's about finding and and, and working with them and, and what's the response uh, been like? I know you, you kind of hinted at it. It varies. It depends on the electrician. It really does. Um, some electricians don't care. You know, we found here in Denver that there's a number of builders that I have found out are actually providing fixtures, which was something I hadn't seen coming. So, I mean, it really is situational. I hate to, to go back to that, but it is. Um, I've been working hard for years to kind of let our electric, uh, electrician partners know what's coming, so to speak, and that we have this capacity to be a good partner, but it really is about the relationship and managing that relationship and being upfront, you know, being transparent, um, explaining the why that we're here and, you know, making sure that we at least have a discussion before we bring it up to a client or a builder. If it's a matter of respect, if there's a lighting designer on the project, respect the design, like have that discussion too. Um, Denver's kind of a smallish town. It's not like LA. It's, you know, everyone kind of knows everybody. So it, it has been a long process of making sure everyone understands the reason we're doing what we're doing. And I think that communication really is really key, but we bring it up as much as we can because from the sales perspective, we can guarantee a result when we have a seat at the table. And that's, you know, that's a, a good position and a legitimate position to, you know, to bring up the sales aspect if, if we can provide those. Right. Uh, Richard, how about you in terms of um, how you're demonstrating, uh, who you're pitching it to, how you're pitching it and, and that kind of thing? Sure. Um, well, I would say that uh, 
you know, COVID has affected everything. We used to have lots of people come into the office. We used to do lots of outreach uh, over the last year or, you know, 12, 13, 14 months. Um, it's been a lot less. However, I will say that uh, one of the things we've used more than anything is, and we didn't typically use this prior to 2020, but we do now is, is the demo kits. Uh, because and DMF, you know, <clears throat> I let I, 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 if anybody knows us and our products and things we do, we're all about quality. And if you show up with, you know, a sort of cheesy half put together demo kit, it, it immediately speaks to the product and the quality of it. So if you get it, for instance, a, a DMF demo kit, you know, it's very well constructed. It's made out of professional materials. It looks thoughtfully considered in the way everything fits together. So as soon as you put it on the table and open it up, people pay attention to it because it's quality. Then you can, of course, go through the different things and them physically seeing it. That's all great, but you still need to be able to turn things on and show them the dimming capability, what 1% looks like, the fact that if you have a group of them, they're not popcorning and just different things. So demoing it, um, we're, our plan is actually to renovate our showroom to be much more of a lighting lab. We've got the, the drawings are sitting on my desk right now. We're planning it. Um, and I think that's what every integrator should do uh, if they want to truly be able to show uh, that, that sort of thing. Um, we haven't done a lot of outreach to architects and uh, interior designers and that sort of thing, specifically because they're kind of zoomed out. Like they, they really have had enough. Thank you very much. This is the, what we're hearing back from them. So that's fine. But like George said, when we get onto a project, we will bring that to the first meeting and start talking about lighting right away at the beginning, because you, first of all, people in the room need to know. To George's point, you know, this Vancouver is a little bit of an unusual uh, situation in that it's got several million people that live here. It's a significant metropolitan city. There's very, very few lighting designers. Uh, and so that's good for us in a way, because when we get on the project and we say, look, we can provide that, not only the design, but the fixture selection and supply, the control system, the whole thing, it really is an entire package. And I will echo what George said, sometimes you're going to see people start to, uh, you know, protect that area of the project because it's theirs whether it's the design side from the architect and interior designer or whether it's the electrical side, et cetera. But often, and what he's saying is true, they're sort of saying, oh, you mean you're gonna take care of this whole thing and guarantee it end to end? Okay, we're okay with that now. And, it, and it's because they've lived the pain of where that doesn't work and they forgot that and this doesn't work and that doesn't dim properly and we're tearing that apart. And we're basically going and saying, we will solve all of that in one, one uh, situation. But I agree also it's to be respectful of the other players on the job. We work with some very large electrical firms on some of these homes that we do. And you know, these are 20, 30,000, 40,000 square foot homes. These are large estate four year projects. The electrician has got 25 guys. They're serious people and they understand they sell control systems and they, all that sort of thing. So it could be that we're doing the lighting control but they're doing the shades or, or vice versa or we're doing everything or they're doing it but we're designing it so we, we try to stay flexible about who we are in each project and i think as george said that really serves us well meaning that they don't see us coming and go oh we're going to fight these guys from being on here they go okay these guys are reasonable we'll take some they can take some as long as it it, it um it, it preside excuse me as long as it creates a, an excellent result for the homeowner and actually the, the project team, there usually is no sort of strong bias against us, so to speak, because they do know that we know what we're doing. We've got a good reputation. We've been doing it a long time. So if we say, hey, we found these great pictures you should use, they're open to talking about that. 
Gotcha. How about you, Ken, in terms of, uh, you know, the ways um, that you tackle the, the challenges uh, that come with selling lighting fixtures? Um, most of the challenges I think that we face are, are, are educational um, more than anything else. And I think it's, for us, it's just spending a lot of time <laughs> sitting down face to face and explaining uh, basic fundamentals and concepts and uh, showing examples, whether virtually or, or in person. And, uh, um, but that, that's a huge part of, of, of what we do. Um, one of the things that's been delightful for us is the, uh, and I, I'm not, it sounds like George and uh, um, Richard uh, don't, don't necessarily do the electric either, but it is, it is fantastic having the electricians install all the, uh, the cans and the wiring for you. Um, that, that's, that's certainly a, a, a boon. But uh, most of the challenges we have are just really educational because what will happen a lot, like we have a, I, I, uh, I, I think I was talking to Mike recently, I, I believe it was Mike and, and explained that we had a situation where a client came to us and said, hey, I really like this contractor and I really like his homes, but I don't like the lighting, no disrespect to, to the other people uh, involved. And, uh, but what, what happens in those scenarios is, so you come up with the lighting design, you show it to them, they start to digest it and they come back and say, well, and, and they basically want you to do everything that all the other, you know, they, you know, how, how, what's the maximum number of fixtures or cans we can put in the ceiling? How come we're not doing this? How come we're not doing that? Which basically is a road that takes them right back to the, you know, mass market lighting that they're trying to get away from doing it like everybody else does it. And then you, you eventually sell them one or educate them to the point where they, they buy in and say, if I want different results, I have to have a different uh, solution. And then inherently we, the electrician comes back and says, well, are you sure you want to do it this way? Because we never do it this way. And you can't come out and say, well, the reason we're doing the job is because you always do it that way. And, and again, no disrespect. It's just, um, and, and so it's a lot of educating and re-educating and re-educating. That's probably the, the bigger hurdle we've had. Once people understand, you know, what, what's, what's possible and, um, you know, the advantages, it's, it, it's not been a hard sell. It's, lighting for us has been one of the easiest uh, sells of, of any of the technologies that we offer. In terms of that uh, that lighting design aspect, um, have have any of you or members of your staff been gone through um, ALA training and certification? And and can you speak a little bit um, to that in terms of how important and what what's that meant to your business in terms of the confidence or just the skills and able uh, to spec a system? George, uh, let's go back to you. Yeah, once we. Once HCSA started providing that opportunity, we took full advantage of it. We, we sent, uh, during CD, we had um, an event that had fast track training opportunities here at a local integrator. So we had a, a number of our staff members um, get certified. So the, the benefit is, you know, what ALA certification does for the integrator is fantastic. It gets you a baseline of understanding. It gets you the, the foundational principles, it doesn't take the place, nor would we represent that we are replacing a true lighting designer that has gone through a four-year program. But what it facilitates is filling in those gaps. And I think that part of this conversation is a really relevant part is when you don't have anyone except, you know, uh, an electrician that maybe doesn't have much of a, a preference or a, a wide experience of um, product lines to offer, a lot of times we get put in a position where at least we have some guys on staff that can contribute to better than what was expected prior to that. And so we've really found benefit in helping those smaller projects that probably don't 
have the budget for a true lighting designer, that to us is where we're providing a lot of value because we can help elevate it and, and present more opportunities and show a higher quality uh, project or product in the project. And having some certifications has, has been really impactful. And it's really gained mind share in our company to where we're all squarely focused on it. And I think um, everyone participates in that. So we're big believers in it. And we're, you know, we're going to start to have more people on our team get ALA certified. Great. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Richard, I saw you shaking your head there as well. Uh, tell, tell us a bit about your experience and, and what um, that's meant for your team. So um, I would say that uh, part of the ethos, if you will, of our company is we're very, very design centric. And so we have a large documentation team. We've been doing, uh, you know, AutoCAD and 3D rendering and SketchUp and everything for many years. And the reason I bring that up is lighting design is an artistic endeavor and it's a technical endeavor. It's a combination of those two things. So what I would say to integrators is don't take your best system designer and just say, right, he's going to do lighting design now because there's a definite aspect to it, which is very artistic. It is, you have to imagine the space, be able to, to think about people living in the space. Certainly there's a, there's an enormous amount of technical aspect to it and there's guidelines and rules and all that sort of thing, but you really do have to look at it and say, what could we do here that would be interesting or different or, or add value to it. And from a lighting comfort, luxurious sort of experience standpoint. So what I'm saying is we we're lucky enough to have people that have those sort of talents on our team that have both a technical and an artistic side. So that's who I would, if I was an integrator, that's the person I would look for to sort of take that up. But yes, we've joined ALA. We think their training has been great. Um, I will also say the HTSA has their own lighting course essentially for their members. And a couple of our people have taken that. Um, what I would say also is that uh, just generally speaking, to George's point again, our role is not to come along and say, you don't need your lighting designer anymore. We can do all of that for you. It's really just to bring essentially credibility and awareness and knowledge of when somebody's bringing up something as a concept, you know what they're talking about. Or if they're talking about a cove, you know how wide it should be so you don't get a strong edge, knife edge line and how, it, you know, how to create a glow and how to light artwork properly. When you're talking about these things, you really need to be able to speak intelligently about it and understand it. And that goes back to the product. You know, many beam angles are available in the product and all this sort of thing. So yeah, training is super important. I think that a, the biggest mistake an integrator could make trying to get in the space is think that, well, it's just like speakers or amplifiers or whatever. Uh, I don't really need to know that much about it. I need six over there, two over there. I'm good to go. It, it's not like that. So you really do need to have respect for the design aspect and be able to do some of that yourself in-house. And I think whatever you can do around that, and ALA is a great place to start, is, is very much worth the effort. Let me ask you just yeah. to follow up with that. If, if you're, say, you're on a project and you're, you just the integrator in general, but especially a company, um, you know, with the way that your company is situated in the market and the clientele you deal with, if, say, you're on a project where you're not, where you are the chief lighting designer and you're not working with an external lighting designer. Is that something where, you know, there are companies out there that just, just do home theater system design. They don't, you know, they don't do the installation. Like that's part of their business. Do you do a surcharge for your lighting designs? Is that something where, or do you build that into kind of the overall proposal? But is that something where integrators should be looking at it and say, Hey, you know, I'm already making this much on labor. Um, 
I need to charge for my lighting designs because essentially I'm doing the work of a lighting designer who ordinarily would be paid big bucks to do something like this. Well, I'll have to pay big bucks. They're usually it's so much per square foot. And I don't know that any lighting designers are getting rich. Maybe some people are, I don't know. But what I would say is, um, <clears throat> yes, absolutely. We don't give away anything in terms of our time, our service, our products for free uh, and hope we get the job. We don't approach our clients like that. So with regard to lighting design, if we were doing the lighting design for a project, we would absolutely say, look, this is a separate thing. Um, this is the service, this is the output, these are the deliverables, and this is how much it's going to cost. And my, my feeling is just as a general statement, if you don't charge anything, then it has no value and it has no worth to the client. I mean, you know, the architect doesn't design things for free, the interior designer, the landscaper, nobody does that. So if you say, oh, we'll, we'll do it all for free, that's in a way saying, and it's not going to be very good or worth very much. So we wouldn't do it that way. Um, I think, but if you're going to charge for it, then you better be credible and capable and be able to deliver something very significant and well-documented and it has to make sense. You're not just guessing, but yeah, we definitely would charge for those services. Sure, exactly. Uh, Ken, how, how about on uh, on your team? Has there been certification or what kind of cor- coursework um, do, your, do your guys do? We're a pretty small organization. I mean, we have under 10 uh, people on our staff and, and lighting is, is certainly the newest technology that we've added to our uh, uh, stable. Um, although it's grown, uh, you know, um, exponentially as well. But uh, so we don't currently have any, we, we, we're not a member of HTSA and we, so we don't, uh, we, we've not uh, engaged in the ALA. Um, we do have some things scheduled on the horizon and, and I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, so, um, and that's, that's probably about all I have that there. So where do you, where do you mostly partner with designers? Where have you guys picked up most of your design knowledge? Um, so generally what will happen is, is, uh, mo- uh, you know, manufacturers have their own in-house lighting design. Um, so you can approach DMF and say, Hey, here's the, here's the square footage of the house. And they'll lay out a, you know, a preliminary lighting design, which I think is very technical. And I think that's what, uh, what, uh, I think George, George mentioned that if it was Richard, I apologize, but, um, it's, it's, it's technical. Uh, it's not necessarily artistic and it might be artistic. I know they, they, they've added some very, very talented staff but but the bottom line is you can get a, a you know you can get a photo, photometric layout and, and know that if i put this in it's going to be uh as good or better than certainly what you know the electrician is going to put in um <clears throat> interestingly enough we've had three or four very large jobs where we actually encourage uh the uh the homeowner to to seek the services of a, a professional lighting designer. And in most cases, they all failed. Um, they either parted ways or they paid for the entire design and in the end uh, chose to, to listen more to what the manufacturers had to say or maybe some input that we have um, and, and things of that sort. So um, we encourage it. I mean, we certainly acknowledge and respect the expertise that lighting designers have. And um, in our in our market here, you know, we're, we're certainly a tertiary market in mechanics from Pennsylvania. So so uh, I, I don't think most people here are even aware that there are lighting designers, you know, outside of the, the, the trades that deal with that on a regular basis. Um, but we certainly encourage it. And uh, we will absolutely add to our uh, expertise here with uh, the a- ALA and, and, and other things as well. Um, but uh, it hasn't been a major problem because we're still delivering a product and, and uh, finished result is it's above and beyond what the client would get otherwise. Yeah, in terms of your feedback, you're finding that they're really enjoying the products and the, and the aesthetics and and things like that, and and just um, 
it has word of mouth uh, been spreading around? I know you said since kind of maybe a little bit of a smaller community there, but um, do you find that these people, um, maybe before the pandemic at least, were, you know, they would have people over and say, hey, look at, you know, look at this awesome lighting system that I didn't have before um, and how it was designed and, and generate a lot of buzz that way? Well, what I wasn't clear on earlier is we're in the Caddysburg and we do have a couple of large jobs here, but we have jobs going on in Dallas. We have jobs going on down in Florida. We have jobs going on in the West. We, we do work all over the country. So, and, um, and uh, so they're not necessarily all here. I mean, we, we work up into the Hamptons of New York and the, the Jersey shore and on all over. So um, uh, most of them aren't right here. Um, and as much as we love word of mouth, we get word of mouth business. Um, I'd say, Usually the really the, the trades that, that that really get it and care about quality um, is you know as uh, as Richard said earlier that that's where we're all about quality. The, the the photo behind me here this is actually a a job that we worked with DMF when it's it's a pool house and there's some 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 cylinders there um, but that's being actually finished up today up there it's 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 a, just a really unique job and we wouldn't have even dreamt about doing that if it wasn't if we didn't have good you know. Uh, health and partnership. But uh, in any case, um, um, I, I wish we did get more uh, word of mouth, but uh, um, it, uh, our market is different than Colorado, which is different than uh, than uh, uh, up north. And, and I think that, that what ends up happening with us is we see a real big fish in a small pond, and it's usually one big fish. And if another big fish comes to visit him, then we'll kind of get the uh, you know, get the referral, but we're not generally working in neighborhoods where everybody in the neighborhood is is looking to invest in the level of, of uh, you know, systems and performance and service that we offer. Gotcha. Well, it sounds like, uh, you know, all three of you certainly learn heavily on on DMF just in general as being a lighting partner. So just to, uh, to you know, to kind of wrap up, uh, Mike, from the DMF side, um, in terms of being a manufacturer and making uh, business easier for your integrator partners, um, what can you tell us a little bit just about the D more a little bit more specific about the DID series that came out and the applications? And then I know um, also recently DMF came out with a, a DMF promise. If you could explain that a little bit, um, just here to to kind of circle back with how uh, how DMF is aiding its dealers. Yeah, so um, the if, we'll, we'll start with DID. So um, the DID module series um, is an iteration on our, our DRD platform. Um, and DRD has been sold through our commercial channels. We came out with the DID. Uh, first of all, it's exclusive to integrators. So, you know, you go through the documentation and all the effort to specify our product. We, we sincerely appreciate that. We don't necessarily want um, that to be uh, shopped and flipped at a lower margin because they didn't have that investment up front. So, you know, first off, DID is exclusive to the integrators, but um, it was a big step up, uh, A, in our driver design. So uh, we've been known to have, you know, good dimming for a long time. Um, but with our new driver, with the DID series, that gets us to sub 1% with standard triac ELD. So, you know, we talked about new construction. That's also a retrofit opportunity. So, with the DID series, not only uh, is it fully compatible with our square frame and one frame for um, new construction applications, you can also go into a home and let's say you're doing a, a controls upgrade um, and you wanna pair that with quality lighting. So you can offer a sub 1% dimming, warm dim with an architectural trim in an existing housing 
And in those instances, uh, you can actually do that without having to have uh, an electrical license in order to do that swap. So that's another huge opportunity with the DID that uh, we're seeing being utilized um, aggressively. And that's both in fixed downlights, but also in uh, adjustables. Um, so you can do adjustable accent lights, you've got field changeable optics across the DID line. So it's a really versatile piece that that is very unique to us. Um, you know, we got a lot of IP around our product. We've got over 40 patents um, on, on our product. So uh, when you when you come to market with that, it's something that's unique, something that uh, uh, we want to align with on the integrator side. Now, the DMF promise, we just announced this last week. Um, I'm not even sure if everyone on this call is aware of the DMF promise. I'm um, aware and but... I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so the DMF promise, uh, first of all, we uh, are offering a 10-year warranty on our DID series. Um, that's also a, differenti a differentiator from our DRD, our, our newer product. We're leaning in. So 10 years. Uh, we've also got guaranteed dimming compatibility, regardless of which controls manufacturer you're using. So um, we're very committed to remaining vendor agnostic and, and we play extremely well with all the majors. We, we test with them prior to launch, uh, have them validate our own findings in-house. Um, so that's a, a big thing that we want to rest our hat on. Um, and then lastly, uh, you know, we were talking about support. We do have a direct line specifically to our integrators for direct access to our engineering team. If there's ever troubleshooting that needs to be done in the field, um, a, uh, you know, having a, a barrier between that, we wanted to eliminate that. Um, but B, we also don't have a ton of issues in the field. So we figured we weren't going to derail our engineering team too much by, by granting access um, via our customers. So, uh, you know, we're very proud about that. We, we think that we're in a position to be able to support that uh, long term. So um, that was announced last week. We're very, very happy to bring it to the, to the segment. All right. Well, that's a, a terrific note to end this episode on. Uh, with that, I just would love to thank uh, thank Mike uh, and as well as our, our integrator panelists, George Harrison, uh, Richard Milson, Ken Bosley. You guys provided a just volumes of information in this one on, on lighting fixtures. So we really appreciate that uh, for CE Pro and thank you guys so much. And Mike, we'll look forward to seeing you guys at uh, CD Expo. Sounds good. Thank you.